0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball.
0: This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's
1: a gunner! Welcome
2: to the Lux Galore International Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah.
1: America's sports voice,
3: KMOX. Wow, BK, it is wet out there, no doubt about it, and we'll keep you updated on everything happening in terms of flooding in the area. That I sounds got about, pretty I rough. Think,
4: three quarters of an inch of rain, and I know this because I left my rear window in the car open about two or three inches. Oh. And oh, so in, in oh the man, handle there, yeah, there was, there was probably three-quarters of an inch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a <laughs> bummer.
3: Uh, yeah. But you said, what, 3,000 customers without power yeah, at the moment? Yeah, just under 3,000. All right. We'll keep you updated on that and some uh, flooding in the area. Please be yeah. careful driving. Do not drive through standing water. No. I mean, just don't
4: do it. I did it one time when I was working in Kansas City. I had my dog with me. And we were down by Brush Creek, which is infamous for its flooding. And we got up over the the headlights at one point. Oh, my goodness. And my dog looked at me like, what are you doing? And we made it through. It ruined the engine. Yeah. uh, yeah, I learned my lesson. That's one thing. That's one thing
3: right there. It'll ruin the engine. But, uh, of course, it can uh, sweep away a car
4: in a second. I mean, the water is just dangerous stuff.
3: Well, uh, coronavirus is dangerous, and we've uh, found that out. The Cardinals have uh, shut things down for the time being, uh, isolated and working out at their homes. And we will be joined by Cardinals manager Mike Schilt in about seven minutes. It's his birthday today, so yes. we'll wish him a happy birthday and put on a positive vibe there with him. He's such a good guy, and he's been doing this show since March 29th, and we really appreciate it. But I know this is a tough time for him, it's a tough time for all of sports. Except for there are a few that are, just keep chugging along. I mean, the NHL plays today. The Blues play at 2 o'clock. I think the Blues, it's time for them to pick it up a little bit. Craig Berube said in his practice that it looked good. They were at a good speed, and I think they're ready to go.
4: They they have to be. They have to step it up now. I, I'm curious. I mean, the these round robin, like you saw Philadelphia go through the East, and they were a hot team at the end, but certainly not the best. Boston and Tampa are better teams. Uh, So you kind of wonder how these teams are taking these round-robin games. Mm -hmm. And the Blues seem to be kind of lollygagging through a lot of theirs. Uh, That last game against Vegas was, was very uninspiring. And now it is time to wake up, because the playoffs start in a few days. So it is time to to play with a little intensity and tenacity.
3: Best team in the West, Vegas, as they beat Colorado in overtime. So they take over the number one seed, Colorado Mm 2, and then 3 and 4 will be determined by this game. If the Blues win, they'll play Calgary. If they lose, they'll play Vancouver. I think Calgary's a better matchup.
4: I do, too. And I I think also that Vegas, uh, actually Colorado, won by losing, because I would much rather play Arizona than Chicago right now, I guess.
3: But I mean, you know, Chicago seems to have some momentum. But Arizona beat Nashville. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's a pretty big team that's, they that's knocked around.
4: One. But you know, you've got those guys who are uh, in their later years of their career, like a Duncan Keith who was playing twenty-five minutes the other night. He had you know, at his a he was terrible early. They're coming into this renewed season with all the the baggage from their awful regular season they had gone their veterans uh crawford played an outstanding game the other night and i think that's a veteran team that's one that might be able to to do some damage uh as far as the blues go i i think they match up pretty well with both vancouver and calgary and they've had good success against calgary matthew kachuk scares me that kid is something else and uh it, it, it'll it be fun either way, but it'd be really fun to see Matthew could chuck into playoffs <laughs> against the Blues.
3: It would actually. Yeah. And so the Blues would have to beat Dallas today for that to happen, and the Blues mm-hmm. will play him at 2 o'clock. The game's on NBC. Fox Sports Midwest crews done a great job, but NBC does have it today on uh, KSDK News Channel 5 if you want to catch it. Here on KMOX, we have Mike Schild coming up at 10.15 and uh, John Moselock at 11.30. Dan Reardon will be with us at 11.45 to discuss the PGA Championship. Dustin Johnson has a one-shot lead over Scott Scheffler and Cameron Champ going into this final round. DJ's only won one major, and that was in 2016. He won the U.S. Open, so this would be a big one for him. I followed him down the stretch at Bethpage last year. He gave Brooks Kepka a run for his money, but ended up short, so DJ and then Scheffler and Champ at 8-under, but there's Kepka sitting there at 7-under, trying to win three PGAs in a row. Colin Morikawa, good young player, went to Cal Berkeley. That was Chris Raby's pick to win it. Good pick there. Paul Casey also at 7-under. Uh, Tiger Woods is out of it. He's two over. It it would take a miracle. Uh, Justin Thomas, one under. Rory McIlroy is even. So that big crew, uh, which played together on Thursday, is fading. But the big group on CBS around 2 o'clock is when they'll start rolling. And some primetime golf is always good. That's so. what
4: I'm looking forward to. Golf at uh, 7, 8 o'clock tonight. No, that, I can handle that.
3: I'm all over that. All right. And uh, we also have, let's see, Joe Buck at 11.05 today for my Garage Happy Hour. I thought he was really good, as you would expect on the show. He was fun. New sponsor on the show, the Herman Trophy College Soccer's oh, wow. Top Award it has moved in as the sponsor. That's the award that uh, is given at the Missouri Athletic Club every year, the Herman Family uh, has uh, backed that Herman Trophy along with the Missouri Athletic Club for a long time. So that's kind of exciting, really exciting to have the new sponsor, jumping in on the show. So it's been a lot of fun. Joe Buck at 1105, and he says that he wants to steal the sponsorship away, that he likes the show, and he wants to bid. I don't think he's serious, but he wants to. <laughs> he said, why, well, why can't we make it the Buck family, Herman family show? Yeah. Okay. Hey, anyway, Joe Buck at money. 1105. Mike Shields is standing by. uh Looking forward to chatting with him, and the Cardinals manager will be with us next. Brian Kelly, we appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. I'm Tom Ackerman. Sports on a Sunday morning. Back after
2: this.
1: The following is a special presentation of sports on a Sunday morning.
2: Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show on your voice of the St.
4: Louis Cardinals, KMOX.
2: It is good to be with the Cardinals
3: manager, Mike Schilt. It's 10-16. I'm Tom Ackerman, and happy birthday, my friend.
1: I appreciate it, Tom. Thanks a lot, my man. Absolutely,
3: how are things going for you today? Look, I know that we'll talk about uh, your current situation professionally and with your club that you love so much, but uh, how, how is your morning going today? Did you get a little did you get some birthday breakfast uh, from the kids?
1: Yeah, you know what I'm blessed to have a beautiful family. Um, Michelle, Maddie's in town and um, you know've been quarantined obviously, but um, yeah it's been a it's been a nice morning and, and um, you know very blessed in that regard.
3: Yes, you are, my friend. And uh, I know that, uh, and I want to ask you a little bit later uh, to, as we kind of wind down here, to talk about some memories of growing up and and being a baseball fan. And, And because I do think that trying to stir up some of those memories is what we need to do right now. Remember why we love this game. We're going through a tough time. And not just the cardinals, but in in society, right, Mike, I mean, why do we love this game so much? sometimes you you dig into those childhood memories and get those feelings back.
1: yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. There is a reason we love this game, um what we're experiencing, I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but it is a microcosm of what's going on in the country and proves that nobody, regardless of how well protected um you think you may be is is immune but um you know it's it's interesting because. Um, I caught myself flipping through, and um Field of dreams was on and you know it 's just one of those movies that elicits a lot of emotion um, for me it was a bittersweet because clearly you know we 're supposed to be playing um in field of dreams, and it got postponed so it was a bittersweet way of looking at it, but nonetheless, you take a step back and the movie just has so many characteristics of why we love the game from so many different perspectives and that's what this is about perspective and people listen to have love for the game for for different reasons. And, um, you know, just can just, it was, um, it was a happy sadness, you know, watching that movie and reflect and appreciate my own personal love for the game.
3: I'm sure it was. And I'm sure that would have meant a lot to you to be there and play there. And perhaps that will happen again for you as we continue to look forward to, to what's to come for you. But for right now, I know that's difficult. I mean, you haven't played a game since Minnesota, which was over a week ago. It was on a Wednesday. You got on a plane. You went to Milwaukee, and suddenly you were isolated in a hotel room and did the show for us on Sunday from your hotel in Milwaukee. Uh, there was some optimism as you started to turn the corner here during that Detroit series. you st- still in Milwaukee. You come back, and then, Mike, how did that uh, start to come about where another— A group of positive tests uh, came your way. You had three positives that you had to announce. Uh, Gosh, let's see. That was Friday when uh, John Mosellock made that announcement on Friday evening.
1: I mean, I I can't say today, because by now we shouldn't be overly surprised with anything, but I got to tell you, you know, the optimism was rightfully high. The energy was really good. Getting back to the stadium, um, just leaving on Wednesday after six straight days of effectively being in the same room, the only reason people left was to, be, to go get tested. And, you know, we were getting tested twice a day um, in Milwaukee and, and literally, you know, right back to your room. And so just the ability to leave the room, feel like, you know what, we've got this thing clear. Uh, we got an understanding of what we're dealing with. We've been able to um, identify the people and get them back to St. Louis and get them the proper care they need. Just don't forget, people are being impacted by this, Tom. Um, you know, this is a real, a real virus that um, has, has impacts to people's health. And, but anyway, back to the question. I, you know, we look up, and you have that literal breath of fresh air leaving. You get a chance to work out. Um, you know, you, you, you know in the back of your mind that, that there's an incubation period. Um, people are still trying to figure out what it is, and, and there's an outside chance that that incubation period lasts longer. Than the six days we were in Milwaukee, but you know, really, you just get your head around the optimism of back on the field and playing and and game planning again and excited about playing Chicago, obviously, and and um, being back home and and literally, you know, just you know, found out Thursday um, after the workout and it just hits you like a ton of bricks that, um, and you just realize, gosh darn, how serious this thing is and how stealthy it is when you sit there and. You know, somebody that basically was, you know, quarantined for eight consecutive days and was diligent and respectful and did everything right, but this virus just lay dormant and it reared its head. You know, after we were able to feel at peace with, with all the all the you know protocols and get back together and, and get back together safely. I mean, gosh darn, you know, I can't underscore that enough. But um, I know that's a lot. There's a lot of emotion to it.
3: Well, I'm sure. And I saw, you know, some of the guys were taking pictures of themselves on the plane with the masks and shields and everything. They were ready to go. But little did you know that, like you said, the virus is silent and you don't know what that incubation period is for certain people. The incubation period can change and everyone's trying to get a handle on it. So if you're told you're good to go and everything is okay, get on the plane and go back to St. Louis, you're going to do it. And. It just, this is something we're seeing around the country right now, aren't we? I mean, it's it, it, you're not the only ones dealing with it.
1: That's right. We're not. I mean, you know, there's, I've said it. There's a reason the country and there's a reason the world has shut down and, and um, have tried to reopen. And, and it's, you know, unfortunately, things have been stalled because it spreads. And, you know, you say that, you know, we, get on, we leave Milwaukee and walk out of the room. We've got face masks and face shields on. Um, we don't eat or drink on the plane. Um, you know, the it's clearly properly spaced, everything's staggered. You know, we have a couple of workouts, everything was done in a staggered time fashion, pretty much like we've been doing the whole time, um, with success, mind you, um, on the field and you know, um we do everything we can and, and um you know, people aren't even allowed to sit together to eat. Um, we stagger everything. Um but nonetheless, you know there's there's nothing's foolproof. Clearly, and um, you know, like you say about the incubation period and clear to get back to, you know, an even more stringent normal and and um, but the fact of the matter is, people were walking around with it and it just sat dormant for for that period of time. And there's zero. I feel like you could do differently.
3: You told us a week ago on this show that you were disappointed or or you felt that it was irresponsible some of the stuff that was being thrown around about how the Cardinals got this that people were trying to make assumptions or spread rumors you were pretty firm on that as was John Mosaylock and as it turns out uh, tell us if if I'm tell me if I'm uh, going down the right path here but that you had discovered through contact tracing that this actually started going back to when you were in St. Louis the first time that that it goes back to an outside source infected somebody, and without knowing it, the asymptomatic person or person people, I'm not sure if it was one, uh, spread, and suddenly you had a spread on your hands without knowing it.
1: That's correct. Yeah, I mean, we're not sure whether it was at the beginning of the Minneapolis trip because we feel like maybe the same outside source um, could have impacted things right towards the tail end of St. Louis, um, away from the stadium, um, or potentially initially in our trip to Minneapolis, um, clearly that person didn't travel with us. Um, you know, it's a little bit of speculation, you know, we do feel like it was a, an isolated case that started this and clearly is, you know, spread into a, you know, no longer being isolated, um, based on his stealthiness. But, um, you know, that's, that's, I'll defend that. I mean, listen, I'm privy to the fact that, you know, this is a very highly dedicated group, um, to each other and to our, our team goals, and, and um, I've been in a in a very big room that people are spread out on multiple occasions, and, and I've had, you know, not only myself, um, but Mo, um, but as importantly or more importantly in some cases, our, our leaders of our clubhouse be very candid and very honest and speak multiple times to the group about, you know, first of all, not you know, being responsible and and doing everything you can. You know, one of the messages was like, look, we know it's not going to be perfect, but just be as responsible as possible for the benefit of our of our health, our family's health, um, our ability to compete as a team, and our responsibility to us and the in the industry. Um, and and that's what really you know. I've talked to a few players that that have it and, you know, they're frustrated and, you know, players don't have it or frustrated for the players and, and for us as a group. Um, and my, my conversation with him is, listen, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. You know, I, you stood up and spoke, you know, and some of these players that, that do have it are uber responsible and we're doing everything they could and we're messaging responsibility. Um, and so the, the hint of any irresponsibility on, on – some of these players' parts that have received it is, is you know, candidly, I'll, I'll defend that. Um, you know, was it absolutely perfect in how everybody went about it? Well, I can't speak to that, Tom, um, you know, but I can tell you the intentionality of the people that I saw in the staff and the players were extremely high and and, and very respectful and rightfully fearful of, of, of this virus. And, um, you know, I can defend what I see. And, and um, you know me, I'll be – open and transparent um, and accountable to if you know I feel like there's a something that needs to be addressed or was done inappropriately I'll, I'll be the first to say it and own it um, but I can tell you this I don't lose sleep on thinking gosh I wish we'd have done this or emphasized that more or less or or done anything different because I know what our medical team's done my sleep I lose is for the welfare of the people that that have it and the frustration for our uh, frustration for our players that that want to that want to compete.
3: Uh, the Cubs series is postponed. I don't have an official announcement on the Pirates series or any of those games. I, I don't think there's anything official right now on that. Is that correct?
1: That's that's correct. I mean, you know, listen, um, social media may have something different um, out there, but, uh, you know, my understanding is we'll know something, you know, later this afternoon. And, um, you know, I'll, sit, I'll continue to do what I do and, you know, Stay in touch and support our group and and uh, take direction that that um, Mo and the league gives us.
3: And we will have John Moselock at 1130 and he'll be able to address some of the uh, Major League Baseball commissioner's office discussions perhaps and some maybe uh, enlighten us on some of the things that are happening on his desk as well. Uh, Cardinals manager Mike Schultz is with us. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. I do want to ask him what the players are doing now. Uh, as they sort of uh, stand by and wait for this. And we'll talk a little bit, also run down memory lane a little bit. It is his birthday, after all, and we are celebrating Mike Schilt, who has done this show since March 29th. I mean, he has been diligent. He has been on this show Sunday mornings doing it, the Mike Schilt Show. It's great to have the Cardinals manager with us. I'm Tom Ackerman. Quick break. We'll be back right after this. Now, back to the Mike Schilt Show on your voice of the St. Louis
1: Cardinals, KMOX.
3: Tom Ackerman with you at 1032. Happy birthday to Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager, with us for another segment here on Sports on a Sunday Morning, the Mike Schilt Show. Mike, uh, we have a Cubs series that's been postponed. The Pittsburgh series will wait for an announcement this afternoon. In the meantime, what is everybody doing? They are all isolated, is that correct? And then how do they keep themselves in shape are we kind of going about uh, some home workouts and doing the best we can there
1: yeah i think that's probably an individual basis you have what you have we're um, yeah we're in isolation uh, we leave only to go to the stadium um, which is where i'm um, close to, to to get tested um, but yeah we can leave to go get tested go right back uh, to isolation and you know Everybody's got their own individual setup. And, you know, we can't get in the clubhouse right now. We cannot get any equipment to the players, any baseballs, anything like that. So the players are at the mercy of what they have in their homes. And the good news is, is, you know, we are at home and, and players, you know, a variety of, of um, you know, what they maybe, maybe have exposure to. Or, but I know they're doing something to, you know, keep themselves sharp uh, mentally, physically, and doing everything they have within the resources to stay ready to play.
3: And then in terms of those who are positive, they, of course, are going about the proper protocol there. And uh, my understanding is, I'm just guessing here, roughly half of them were dealing with symptoms, maybe a little bit more. My hope is that is uh, starting to get a little bit better, that everybody is okay, no hospitalizations or anything like that.
1: Yeah, you know what, um, You know, by and large, people are in pretty good spot. Um, you know, there's people that have symptoms. Um and, and have had a few um, visits to, to the ER for um, some IVs and some, you know, a little more clarity. Nobody's, you know, had to stay. Um, but there are people dealing with, I mean, this is real. Um, and and people are experiencing a lot of the symptoms that that we hear about. They're associated with this, a variety of them. Um, most of them are experiencing multiple ones. They seem like they feel like they rotate with them. Um, and, again, nobody's in any close to any critical shape, but, but people are having, a, having to deal with some things that aren't comfortable at all, and, and hopefully we can get that behind them. They're getting great care, and, and they're in good spirits and, and optimistic and positive, but uh, nonetheless, you know, that's the perspective of this that, you know, at least we have is caring for our, for our teammates
3: and we know you have a covid test that you're about to take so we're going to get you going here shortly and we really appreciate you joining us not only on a very important day your birthday of course but uh, a very serious time for your organization and, and our hearts go out to you and all the families all the cardinals family you are our family i mean you're our you're our partner and and we have felt this way all the way through that it is family to us, and, uh, you know, we, we we thought about each and every one of you at that Milwaukee Hotel. By the way, I thought that it was, you're talking about the Pfister, I, I found it very nice what you said publicly about the Pfister. You know, I think that that's a tough situation, but what you told the media was that that hotel treated you very well, and it was a, a place that, you know, did the very best under the circumstances. I know there's a lot of history there as well.
1: Yeah, they were great. I mean, that's a tough spot for them because clearly they have responsibility to their, um, the guests, all the guests in the hotel. And, and, um, you know, we, we did our part by staying in our rooms and not impacting their other guests. Um, but they were, they were first class. You know, they, they made sure we were, we were fed and, and every amenity we wanted, um, within reason was, was taken care of. And, um, I just, we were very grateful for the fact that they allowed us to stay and, and how well, they, how well they treat us while we were there.
3: And hearing how excited you were to play against the Cubs tells me that the feeling was still very much there. That players were not saying, or, or you or, or your staff were not, by and large, saying, oh man, I don't know. It sounds like there was still a lot of enthusiasm to play this game. This is what we do. We're going to put the uniform on, we're going to get through this, we're going to play.
1: Oh, definitely. There's enthusiasm for sure to play this game. This is a group that loves to play baseball and you know, we talk about family. We're in this together. We'll get through this together. We'll be stronger for it together. But um, it's the group that, you know, hey, let's go play. Let's go take care of business and let's go play baseball. Let's do what we've, you know, worked countless hours and and um, and, and dedicate ourselves to do. And, you know, we were just looking forward to get back on the field, and we still are, to, to get back and just play the game we love and enjoy it and, and have, some, have some joy um, that allows us, you know, baseball allows us. And, you know, we'll be out there. You know, hopefully sooner rather than later, and, and um, you know, we'll be getting after it and enjoying ourselves doing it.
3: And we'll talk to John Moselock about the challenge of a schedule and trying to put that together. I know that uh, that's the least of his concerns right now. It's one of them. But he has a a lot of concerns right now about the health of his club, and and we'll discuss that with him at 1130. Uh, Last thing, Mike, and and we do every week our memorable play of the week sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes. If you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes, where they have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit DolanCare.com. I wanted to ask you, on your birthday, about your favorite uh, this is really putting you on the spot so that's not fair, but how about how about a <laughs> how about just a baseball memory as a kid that stands out to you? Something that you saw on TV a game or a championship I know how close you were with Cal Ripken Jr. and the Orioles growing up and you're a big O's fan, but was there something that, that stands out in your mind as a kid that said, yeah, this is what I want and this is I really love this game, and this is part of my life right here.
1: Um, gosh, there's so many memories. Um, there's not one that stood out. I had so many great memories growing up in a, in a clubhouse. Um, I'll tell you a funny story, and it's it's not even the... It's, it's really more funny than it is um, my, my favorite memory. Um, so, uh, Jeff Schaefer was a utility infielder, got to the big leagues, and he's still in very close to shape. He's actually my um godfather um and you know he spent three years playing in charlotte and he took a a liking to me and um you know as a clubhouse kid you know you got you got a lot of you know you got you take whatever attention you could get um and a lot of it was just good natured razzing and so shape took me out to get some ground balls one day and it was early at crockett park and the concession workers would come out and take a break from popping the popcorn and getting all the ready. They just sit in the stands and, and hang out and enjoy the afternoon and, and just kind of socialize about every day at the same time. Well, I was getting ground balls of shape, and he goes, hey, you want to be a really, really good infielder? I'm probably 11 or 12 years old at this point in time. And um, I'm like, yeah, I want to be want to be a great infielder, man. And he goes, okay, well, I'm going to give you the special infield stretch. I'm like, oh, this is great. And I'm a shortstop and fired up. I'm getting some ground balls in the field, which is not common. I shag, but not just me and him really super cool. And um, he goes, okay, put your glove down. Okay, I put my glove down. And reach as high as you can to the sky. And I do. And as soon as I do that, he pulls my shorts down. <laughs> and I'm just there, just buck naked from the waist down. All the concession workers start applauding, you know, in the, in the stands. You know, I'm 12 years old and I'm like just mortified. But it was a, it was, and there's still, you know, people at that in the stand and shape told that story of my mom's memorial service and, um, definitely memorable.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. That's part of the, <laughs> that's awesome. That's part of the game, isn't it? I mean, practical jokes, fun. You spend a lot of time together. You got your first, uh, taste of it there.
1: Yeah. I got my first taste of it, um, and got to share more than I wanted to at a young age uh, with a lot of people.
3: Well, I had uh, I had a great chance to, to meet a lot of your family and friends. I know they love you very much, and I know that today is a big day for them as well as you, a big birthday for Mike Schilt. I know you're going through a hard time with everybody in your organization. You care about them, but know that they care about you and everybody's thinking about you on your birthday today.
1: Yeah, you mentioned family. We've got a great family, and you know, people listen to our family. This is, a, I mean, Cardinal Nation's family. It's an extended family, and when we're it together. We'll be, we'll, we'll be better for it. We'll be back on the field. Um, tough people, um, tough times go away, but tough people don't. And we've got a lot of tough, tough people.
3: Yes, that's absolutely true. Mike Schilt, thank you for the time. As always, have a great Sunday, and we'll catch up with you real soon.
1: All right, Tom, have a blessed day. Appreciate you.
3: You too. Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager, with us on his birthday here on Sports on a Sunday morning on the Mike Schilt Show. What a story there. Uh, He's heading in to uh, get his uh, COVID test. How many of those have they done? Over and over. It has been a tough time, that's for sure, uh, for that organization. We will take a quick break. We'll come back, wrap up this hour. Joe Buck at 11.05. Mike Schilt has been with us for this hour. At 11.30, we'll switch over to his president of baseball operations, John Moselock for another Cardinals update. And then at 11.45, Dan Reardon. Our KMOX golf editor for many years is covering the PGA Championship remotely. I'd like to hear how that works. He says he's able to ask questions in the news conferences remotely. Kind of cool how they've set that up. And also, we will hear about Dustin Johnson because he's the leader. And we'd like to know what happened to some of the other players who were considered to be contenders in this PGA Championship. Pretty good leaderboard, though. Back after this, Dan Reardon will be with us at 1145. Right now, it's 1043 on Tom Ackerman Sports. On a Sunday morning.
1: From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to the Lux Color International Sports on
2: a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
3: Tom Ackerman back with you. So I'm going to make an executive decision here and say we're going to go to Joe Buck now a little early because it is a longer interview. And I'm not sure we could get it all in if we don't start it now. Thanks to Mike Schild for joining us on his birthday. This is Joe Buck Thursday in my garage happy hour.
2: Welcome to my garage.
3: Joe Buck is here.
2: Yes, Uh, not not in his garage. I'm in my office. Uh, It's a nice looking office. Yeah, I feel like I've uh, lived here for the better part of four months. In in, va- in fact, right in this very spot, staring into this green dot on my uh, iMac, and I've conducted my business pretty much, although differently. I think I've done as much work as I've ever done during March, April, May, June, July. I can't believe we're already in August, uh, which back when this thing first hit felt like 10 years from from then. But here we are and uh, now back into this whole sports world, which has been kind of interesting to to track over the past couple of weeks here. Oh,
3: it absolutely has. I mean, it has been It has been really something. Um, I want to ask you about a lot of different things, including, first of all, let me start with this. Before I introduce, this is a big deal now. I got a new sponsor for the show, so I'm very excited about it. But I want to ask you first, because you did a show. You just finished your 19th episode, I believe. You are our 18th episode here on the Garage (laughs) Happy Hour. Daddy Issues is awesome. It's a podcast. It's available. It's free. It's free. And and I love it. I love watch, listening to it. Uh, tell me how that came about.
2: Yeah, it was something that I hosted with Oliver Hudson, who has to go through life being known as Kate's brother, even though he's three years older than her, and Goldie Hunt's firstborn and Kurt Russell's stepson. He and I have been great friends for a long time, played in a couple of golf events and really uh, just hit it off. And something that he and I have been talking about for about a year, and I went up to – uh, and upfront for podcasts right before the pandemic really shut everything down. I guess it was probably early to mid-February, I went to L.A., and then uh, my wife and I took our annual trip to Europe, came back. Everything was shut down, but we just plowed ahead, and we've had great guests. I mean, we've had Mark Cuban and David Spade and Adam Sandler and Eddie Vetter and Hank Azaria. is a great episode that we just put up, and Uh, we, we just did Danny Trejo. There you go. Look at you with your technology. Uh, Danny Trejo, which just dropped today. Uh, the guy that's been in over 300 movies and now has a documentary out about his life. So it's good. It's kind of like what I did Tom, uh, before at direct TV, getting to know people that, you know, we all think we know from a distance, whether it's Vetter or Cuban or spade or whoever, and uh, once you get to sit down with them for, for an hour, uh, you learn where they've struggled and how they grew up. And uh, it's, it's been really rewarding. It's been a lot of fun. I get to be myself. Uh, and that's kind of the silver lining for me is uh, it's kind of no holes barred
3: conversation. That's great. Yeah, and Oliver seems like a great dude. I don't know him, but my cousins, Jessica and Chelsea – who live in L.A., grew up with that family, like, the, the, you and I, another connection that you and I have, which is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they know, you know, Kate and, and the, the whole crew. So, I mean, it's – and I understand, like, they're just real – I don't know them at all, but they, my
2: impression of them, just real great people. They they are. That's I first met Kate, and I was friends with her back in 06. I went to a party at her house, and I wasn't sure that the guy that I was with was actually invited and uh, we were scared that we were crashing the party. And I was like, oh, my God, it was a New Year's Eve party. And I was out there because I was hosting Fox NFL Sunday at the time and doing the games. And for the last two weeks of the regular season, Kurt Menefee and I switched places. He went out and did games, and I did the studio show. But instead of being on the road, we did it in the studio. So I was in L.A. on New Year's Eve, went to her house. I hope to God I didn't, didn't even want to see Kate because I wasn't sure, that, as I said, that we were invited and the first person it was at her house, but you never know if you're going to see her or not. And she opened the door and she was like, stopped me coming in. And she's like, wait, who are you? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't, I, we're probably not invited. I was with Jason Patrick, who's like not Mr. Hollywood. And I, he did lie to me. I don't think we were actually invited. And she stopped me on the way in and said, uh, oh, wait, who are you? And, and then it was something was like coming over. And she's a huge football fan. And so she, she knew who I was, and we hit it off, and then I met Oliver through golf and blah, blah, blah. So we've we been friends, and they just could not – I like to judge people on how they are when the cameras are off and you're in a restaurant or you're just interacting with everyday people, and you see how people in the public eye treat other individuals. I saw that with my dad. It was the greatest window into somebody's soul and how he treated – just anybody that came across his path. And they're very much the same way. So they're easy to like. And uh Oliver and I have had a blast doing it. So yeah, anybody out there that wants to download it for free, you'll probably see a different side of me than you ever thought existed. I love it. I, I think it's so good. I thought your book was
3: outstanding. And I, I texted you right after I read the book. And I actually, at a couple times got a little choked up reading it, not only because you wrote about your dad, who you know, I love dearly, but uh, it was like it connected with me. It was like somebody understands this industry and Joe just put it out perfectly. Like we're always sort of wondering things in our mind. Like, are we good enough? Are we this? Are we that? There's a lot of stuff yeah. that goes
2: on that, that you kind of, it's hard to explain, but you did it well. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think it matters how you get started in the business. You know, I got in be, strictly because my dad was Jack Buck and I would not have been doing AAA at 19 years old. And I wouldn't have been doing Cardinal baseball at 21 years old and working at Camo Wax prior to all that. Um, if my dad wasn't who he was now, he didn't specifically hire me, but it became kind of cool or catchy or unique to have this hall of famers kid, uh, follow in his footsteps. Uh, but once you get in the door, then you got to stay there. And, uh, I, I'm constantly asking myself, am I good enough? To this day, it doesn't matter, Super Bowl, World Series. And I think that's good. I think that makes you work hard. I think it makes you prepare. Uh, and and that little extra bit of edge and nerves, I think, heightens everything. And, and you don't get lazy. So, uh, yeah, I tried to talk about that and divorce and Hair loss and hair plugs and vocal loss and everything else that that I've experienced in at that point whatever my first forty five years on the planet or whatever it was and uh, I'm glad I did it it's the best thing I ever did for myself and it it did well but that really wasn't the idea of it I didn't care about that I just wanted to get the the story out there for the record and uh, you know once my daughters who at the time were yeah, whatever they were, 19 and 16 signed off on me putting all this out there for the world, and they loved it, uh, then I was okay to release it, and I'm glad I did it.
3: Joe Buck, a lot more coming with him after the 11 o'clock news. We'll get into his career, but also his thoughts on the current situation in sports. And, yes, we will talk about his dad as well. On our Garage Happy Hour, Joe Buck, one of the greatest to do it, one of the best in the business, a KMOX alum. We have some good ones, don't we? We will be back with more next hour. So we here's what we're going to do. Joe Buck will be at 11.05. Then at 11.30, John Moselock will join us. We just spent an hour with Cardinals manager Mike Schilt as his team deals with 16 positives among players and staff, some dealing with symptoms. Uh, We will talk to John Moselock about the future. There is no official announcement yet on this Pirates series or beyond. And then at 11.45, Dan Reardon discussing the PGA Championship. He'll be with us live on Sports on a Sunday morning. I'm Tom Ackerman. Great to be along with you today. It has turned into a pretty nice day out there. The sun is shining after a lot of rain overnight. Back after the news on KMOX.